0: This is the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. And tonight we're going to talk about music. Some people call it metal. Some people call it hard rock. And then there are those bands like Avenged Sevenfold. Who really shouldn't be called metal because their drums suck. And if this show offends you, then, well, you can turn it off. Throughout the 50 years of metal, 50 plus... Cream, the hardness of sunshine of your life, that bass that sounded like it was coming from hell. To Stefan Wolf saying those immortal words, heavy metal thunder. To Black Sabbath, taking that imagery and Ozzy saying, people go to the movies to get scared. Why don't you fucking make songs of scare people? So that's what they did. To Led Zeppelin, dazed and confused the hardness of hard rock metal Hey, I like things that are hard just like the next person especially metal it's been called heavy metal it's been called metal it's been called hard rock it's been called uh, shock rock thrash oh I love that term thrash industrial so many people I mean I've, I've seen almost all of them. I've seen Behemoth. I've seen Tool. I've seen Metallica. Some would consider Tool metal or hard rock or prog rock. Um. I haven't seen Nine Inch Nails yet. I'm about to see Meshuggah. And that's the thing. It used to be called Rock and Roll. Okay. And then it was called Rock in the late 1960s with the Rolling Stones and the Who and Janis Joplin Big Brother and the Holding Company from San Francisco and of course Grace Lick of Jefferson Airplane because don't you want somebody to love you? Don't you want some need somebody to love you? You better find some heavy metal to fucking love. Yes. I was talking to a friend of mine his name is Metal Guy and I, I said, Avenge Set, why do people consider that shit metal? It's not. It sucks. It sucks. Now, I'm not a big fan of hair metal. He would disagree with me. And then there's always been that, you know, everyone we've always talked about is it who's the better singer of Van Halen, Sammy or Dave? For me, it's Sammy. But then people will be, well, but Dave made the band. Okay, all right, all right. But Sammy made them even better. Can we talk about Pound Cake? Can we talk about Right Here, Right Now? Okay. And yes. Running with the devil and jump! Do, do, do! Hot for teacher Panama! Come on, come on, come on, come on. But for me, the true frontman of Van Halen was their guitar player, Eddie motherfucking Van Halen. Okay. Talk about a virtuoso heavy metal I mean it's been I mean there's some have called it satanic you know you have Slayer I love Slayer you have Behemoth even Tool I've talked about this on this show before that I would wanted to take my friends they're a family to all go see Tool and my friend was like my daughter doesn't want to go because she thinks they're devil worshippers because they have a pentagram I was like okay And we're looking at what's hanging from the stage. She's like, that's not a pentagram. And I'm thinking, well, it really shouldn't matter. But you know, that's fine. That's fine. Okay. Oh, and Iron Maiden. I saw Iron Maiden in 2019. They had a fucking flamethrower. That is metal right there. Come on. Run to the Hills. Number of the Beast. They opened with Aces High. A freaking airplane hanging from the the, the ceiling I mean it, that's metal right there that's metal I have a couple of met, you know I have Carrie King from um, Slayer I have the Funko Pop and then of course I have Lemmy Lemmy Kilmeister come on oh my god if you want to gamble I'll tell you I'm your man you win some you lose some it's all I'm not gonna sing it because they would sue my ass There was a really great program that furthered my interest into metal. Because I I liked it, but you know. And, and, oh God, Slipknot. Oh, Slipknot. I'm going to see Slipknot in the fall. So, yes. Okay. So, in 2011, there was this really great series called Metal Evolution. Uh, It was directed by anthropologist and filmmaker Sam Dunn. Yes, and director and producer and music supervisor Scott McFadden, and it is an amazing journey. I mean, it covers Alice Cooper slash Lemmy Rob Rob Zombie, Megadeth, Metallica, Iron Maiden, Black Sabbath, Deep Purple, Slayer, Judas Breeze, Van Halen, White Snake, Def Leppard, The Stooges, ZZ Top, Soundgarden, Montley Crew, Poison, Rage Against the Machine, Alice in Chains, Corn, Slipknot, Lamb of God, and more. And yes. When they get to, now, everyone else is featured, okay? When they get to progressive metal, all right, everyone else, they, you know, they let their music being played. Tool did not. Tool were like, and and that's what I love about Tool. They were like, no, we don't want to be featured in that. You can talk about us. And they talked to their producer, David Petrel. But they were like, no, we don't want, we don't. Our music in there, and I respect them for that. I mean, yeah, some of you would be like, but it would be so great to have them in there. Well, it didn't happen. Now, one person who has metal characteristics, uh, you know, you can't. That's the other thing is some people don't want to be categorized. And Al Jorgensen of Ministry, when they call him industrial, he's like, Well, I don't want. Categorized, and right there, I—I I not only rec- I saw Ministry. Oh God, they were amazing. Also, we need to factor in the blues. We need to factor in the blues, because hard music right there—the hardness, the rawness—come, it comes from the blues. It just does. And oh, okay. I want to highlight this interview. I have such respect for Al Jorgensen of ministry and what he was able to do at the beginning and then really remix ministry. Here is Al Jorgensen doing an interview with Metal Hammer.
1: I'm off here, I would like to. Uh, It's difficult for me because uh, for whatever reason, my brain functions uh, aren't patterned to drive on the left-hand side of the road. So I need to hire cars wherever I go. And I get hit by cars as I cross streets because I'm always looking the wrong way. So it's difficult for me. I enjoy the country, I enjoy the people, I enjoy the weather, I enjoy the landscape, the topography. I just I I would be injured if I lived here. Trying to cross the street with left-handed driving. I lived in London for two years and I got hit by a car four times. Rockhausen, with Robin Grissel, with Neubau, or uh, SPK, or so many bands. They were really doing, well, even crop work, doing things uh, methodically.
0: so al jorgensen really doesn't like the label and that and that makes a lot of sense okay everyone has their own take on metal their own ethos of metal and know, where does it all come from, okay, well, it's hard rock, but then, you know, there's, there's all these different elements, and, um, there's all these different, I mean, it it's just one of those things that, uh, can we ca- I mean can we call Nirvana metal? No. <laughs> no. And then there, and then there's different um, you know There's different influences in metal. Some people just want to thrash, and some people Here we go. Are you telling us He said it right there. <laughs> he said it. I mean, everyone has their different take on metal. What it does, what it brings, what it conjures. Um, There's glam metal. There's, there, I mean, there's all kinds of stuff out there. I don't want to say shit. And um, here we go
2: from banger films and thanks for watching the rob halford episode for rock icons you know making this episode we had this crazy idea to get a vintage firebird uh, put rob in it and drive down the las vegas strip uh, during rush hour on a friday night but uh, it was a pretty bad idea because a rob didn't know where we were going and neither did i and so what it made me realize is, is just how cool and, and such a great guy uh, that Rob is. So thank you, Rob, and um, we'll see you next week. I've had the chance to interview Rob Zombie many times over the past 10 years, but still to this day, my most memorable interview with him is the first time I met him. I remember we were in a high-powered L.A. management office in 2005, and I gotta say, this interview remains one of the most quotable In all of Banger's history, metal fans love it forever. No one goes, yeah, I was really big into Slayer
3: for one summer. You know, there's no, like, I've never met that guy. I've only met
2: the guy who's got Slayer carved across his chest. The other thing that Rob reminds us is that there's a lot more to metal and rock than just the music. It's gotta be a show.
3: music, you know, I saw it all as one big thing. Like I loved movies and comics and music and anything, you know, hot rods and monsters and girls in bikinis and this and that and everything. And I just like jammed it all together and into the band, you know. Because some people like, they, you know, I don't know, they, they, they think they're about this. I don't know. I just took everything and mastered. Kind of an eclectic approach, like grab bag. Yeah, I mean, it, just, it all seemed like one giant thing to me. That's when I came time to put the band together. I was obsessed with I was as obsessed with the T-shirts and the stage show as I was with the music. Or the, I mean, it was just it was all important. It was all one big thing. Because I know this is nothing against anyone else, but I know sometimes people weren't like I remember like bands would be about the music. They'd be like, oh, the image and this that doesn't matter. I mean, it doesn't matter. Watch, you know. And I would say, oh yeah, it doesn't matter. Trust me, if Jimi Hendrix was a big fat bald guy, we wouldn't still be talking about him. But he was like this really cool looking guy, and I was like. Or like, you know, if Jim, same thing, Jim Morrison, whoever, if they were just like, you know, Jim Morrison looked like Orson Welles, who wouldn't be listening to The Doors, and, you know, just, like, and
2: it all matters. And, and, and the whole visual element at that time was, was totally uncool, too, right? Like, you Oh, yeah. Kind
0: of we're swimming upstream in a way. Yeah. So that's Sam Dunn of, of Metal Evolution, Banger TV. Talking to Rob, uh, Rob Zombie. Rob Zombie's all about image. And then he talked to Rob Halford. This is Bruce Stickinson of uh, Iron Maiden. In
2: London in 2004, which is insane <laughs> because Maiden is my all time favorite band. Live After Death, my all time favorite Maiden record was recorded at the Hammersmith. So it was a huge moment for me and I'll never forget it. We were on our first filming leg of Metalhead Bangers Journey. There I was meeting my hero, and you know I was I was really nervous. I was new to filmmaking, I was new to interviewing, and I didn't know how it was going to go. But after a couple minutes of rolling camera, I realized that Bruce is an amazing guy, who's super intelligent, super articulate, and so it made it a lot easier for me as an amateur <laughs> at what I was doing. So, you know, people ask me, what's your most memorable moment uh, after ten? And I gotta say, it's this moment. Dickinson at the Hammersmith Odeon 2004. Let's start talking about the lyrical content of Iron Maiden. One thing we're interested in is kind of culturally where metal comes from. And Maiden contains a lot of lyrics that deal with European history literature and these kinds of things. I'd like to know why, Bruce, your thoughts on why is it that heavy metal is a
4: take. writing your own stuff what you look at is what's out there at the moment and you think well how, how can I be a bit different to that um, I really like that band but I also really like that band too so you think about making gluing a couple of styles together it's just like every other kind of whether it's painting or whatever it is you know you, you you like two or three things and you think well how can I how can I reconcile those and I- in Maiden's case You look at what Steve was into, and actually when I joined, what I was into as well. Steve was really into a a lot of sort of prog bands, but really into the real energy and aggression of of metal as well. So gluing Genesis and Jethro Tull in terms of the lyrical conceits and stuff like that onto really aggressive metal stuff seemed to make sense. Nobody else had really done that up up to that point. For us, it's probably different to what Eddie represents for the audience. I, I've only ever seen Eddie as a, um, as, a, as a member of the band. So, you know, I see him as a as a, a, a huge figure of entertainment. He's almost like an alter an alter ego for the band. Um, as a band, we're not. Uh,
0: So that was Bruce Dickinson. We'll cut it off. Uh, talking to uh, Sam Dunn about Iron Maiden. Very legendary metal band. And I think we'll end there for the night. It's been interesting. I mean, there's... the Subgenre. I, I hate that term. Because then it's like, why do we have to categorize everything? Why? Well, mainly for money. Mainly for money. And to appease the status quo shall we say so as always unpleasant dreams and rah!